0: Hello, this is episode 214 of the Purple Psychology Podcast. I'm Dr. Nisha Lee. This podcast, the racism of Agatha Christie and subliminal supremacy. I got the podcast number wrong in the last episode. The little grey cells weren't their best after Christmas. It seemed odd to start a podcast on racism and leave in Agatha Christie. But it's as good a place to start with subliminal supremacy She's one of the biggest selling authors in the world. I've played spot the racism for Christmas. Normally I read these books to switch off, but I'm not sure that I can ever really completely switch off anymore. I have separated out my Agatha Christie books from people such as Alice Walker and Zora Neale Hurston because I didn't feel they could be on the same shelf. and um, It felt really wrong to have them side by side. I was sitting looking at my bookshelves over Christmas. And so Agatha is now in quarantine. But one of the reasons that I read these books over Christmas is because I can only read and write out of practice. It's only if I do those tasks every day that I can continue to do them at my best. And there's a sort of a formulaic writing in Agatha Christie's books because of her own dyslexia and her own challenges to get the words on the page. And so it's quite easy for me to read it. But yet, it keeps me reading, which is one of the reasons why I read so many Agatha Christie books over Christmas. I don't have a natural skill to be able to read and write, as I always explain to people. It's a practice that results in me being able to do those things. But it is quite interesting, like it has reminded me that I'm not. Sh- I'm sure there are archaeologists who aren't racist, but it's extraordinary how many racist ones there are. And I think those aspects of the books are probably some of the worst culprits for this sort of skewed view. And I have met archaeologists who have even and heard them speak out of their own lips their opinions of the natives helping on the digs, whereas anthropologists seem to have a completely different viewpoint and perhaps maybe when you study civilizations rather than studying artifacts you don't have this sort of supremacy over people it, it is interesting what, what it has brought up in my mind as i said I'm, I'm not sure i can ever stop thinking at the moment like she even had the goal to produce a book with the n-word in the title it's one of the biggest selling crime books And the plot has absolutely nothing to do with the title, so it seems very unnecessary. And when I went to doing some research on on this, it suggested that the only reason it was picked because it would invoke some sort of negative reaction in people and negative connotations, which seems particularly wrong. And I, I, I just, I don't, I can't get my head around the fact as to why you would do that. And I do see that she often makes the orient and the enemy in particular. Her view is incredibly skewed in that direction. I always say I don't have to like people for them to inspire me. And in fact, there's very few people on my list that I take inspirations from that I'd actually wish to know in person. What people who inspire me to is they make me think. And so I did go through a process of thinking, do I get rid of all my Agatha Christie books and try to find something else that I can read as effortlessly and just keeps me reading at times when I want to be off. But I realized that that actually playing this sort of conscious decision to spot this skewness in it is really good for me. It helps me to think about this in a wider context. And so I don't have a TV or have Netflix. But a piece of homework I'd like to set for you is for you to start to think about who's being presented to you in what way and who are the bad guys. And particularly if you watch crime drama, what characters and what associations are you building? This all has sort of come to a climax, which is probably why I'm recording a podcast on a Sunday. I've had this bubble view in Ireland that I could call the guardie to any situation or local police and that they wouldn't make a situation worse. And that nobody would end up dying at their hands. And yet, we finished up the spectacular year that was 2020 with that exact event happening. And I'm reading the most horrible posts on my social media where people are assuming that the person who was shot was a dangerous criminal. Like, there's a post going around to support and guard a corner, and I'll explain what that translates as in a minute, to support them against dangerous criminals. And he was a guy who had a full mental episode on a full moon, on a particularly powerful full moon at the end of a very difficult year. He wasn't a dangerous criminal, but that is the association that's being made. And yes, he's black and he's dead. He's not white and he's dead. And it took 12 trained officers who couldn't disarm him with a knife, not a gun, a knife, and they shot him five times and three of those bullets were lodged in his body and he died at the scene. And for me, those are the facts and the maths of the situation. And I do know that the guards go into awful situations every day of the week. There was one very recently, where a dog was set on two of them, and they were badly mauled and bitten, but they still managed to arrest the two people involved and tie up the dog. And those are the situations they go into, and they only get through them because of the respect of their position, and the respect everybody else has for that. But the Gardashia Corner translates as guardians of the peace. And I'm not supposed to live in a land where the police are armed. And if that has changed, I missed the memo. This was not a peaceful resolution. And the worst aspect of it for me is that I have lost my trust. Can I now call the guards to any situation involving black people in particular in Ireland and assume that there will be a peaceful resolution after this? That's the trust that I've lost here. And I'm going to sit back and watch this unfold and see what comes out of this and what inquiry comes out of it because gun incidents in Ireland are so rare that this is the second one in 2020 involving a guard or weapon. And I think that it is time for people to ask questions. And I am horrified by these assumptions and by the posts I'm seeing. And it is this supremacy, this subliminal supremacy at its best where people have added up two and two and got five because that's what they've been told to get. And so this is a massive wake-up call for people in Ireland. What are you being told here? What are you telling yourself? And this is what subliminal supremacy looks like. This is the moment where you have to stop sharing posts and making assumptions that someone is a dangerous criminal and that the outcome is acceptable because it's not acceptable.